Welcome to the We Forge On podcast, the show dedicated to men and the silent struggles we face day to day. From tips to deep dive conversations, we strive to give you a voice in a world that wants to keep you silent. My name is Soaring Knight, and this is my friend, Tier Milner. How are you doing today? Doing all right, Soaring. How are you? So-so. Eh, I'm uh, learning how to do all this stuff all over again. Listen, uh, practice makes perfect, right? Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. But, uh... No, I think we're, you know, like I said, in the in our episode zero, we're going to kind of learn from all our blunders, kind of learn to uh, change the scroll bar at the bottom <laughs> to make sure that matches. Uh... Yeah, today's episode is going to be about understanding and overcoming anxiety and depression. So we have just a we'll just have a lip, list of uh, uh, prompts and then kind of just uh, little excerpts to kind of explain those prompts. Um, just one moment while I fix this real quick. Not to push you on the spot, but do you suffer from anxiety or depression? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> um, I've been dealing with it for a, a long time, really. Um, both depression and anxiety, anxiety, not as much. Um, I don't know if I would define my anxiety as like clinical anxiety. I do get nervous. Um, do you have social anxiety, especially in like large settings, people I don't know if I'm not mentally prepared to go out or plans change, then I get super anxious. Um, but depression, I've been battling depression since I was a teen, uh, it kind of comes and goes. So, um, you know, these are two topics that are that are pretty close to home. Yeah, I didn't know that I suffered from anxiety and or depression until like 2020. when We were all on lockdown. Sure. Um, like going into it, I know I had a little bit of anxiety just because of work. Um, I did work at a very toxic place. Um, sure. They had a very bad habit of gaslighting me about just small little things, uh, whether it be like time I was taken off to take care of my wife to um like literally as soon as i got sick time i i immediately used it there's nothing wrong with that what's the point of having it if i can't use it but Absolutely. i constantly was gaslit um it led to a, a very tense relationship with my in-laws because my father-in-law worked at the same company that i did and so any small thing that the management would say would go to him and right. then he would tell it to my mother-in-law and then that got back to my wife and then if it was severe enough, it got back to me. Sure. is normally my wife took the brunt of it. She says, hey, you know, blah, 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 blah. And or she didn't want to hear it. And then yeah. just got to the point where like, she's like. You, you got to get out of there because it's right. all it's doing is just you're bringing back all of that anxiety back to me. And I'm an empath. And so I feel every, all of it. <laughs> Uh, that's definitely a struggle um yeah i'm this actually the same way i'm very very empathetic um and sometimes I, I i almost feel like sometimes i um i connect with the emotion more than the person experiencing it like what you know why am i over here crying and <laughs> they're they're okay yeah i've definitely become more in tuned with my um, emotional side so normally i'm the guy that doesn't cry at funerals um i've had multiple grandparents or like great grandparents, they pass away and right. everyone looks at me. He's like, why are you a robot? I'm like, yeah, because I don't know how to emote properly. Apparently. Yeah. Right. 
So uh, that's it's it's hard to deal with but now i'm like you know i'm watching tiktoks and it doesn't seem like it'd be something that would like set me off to crying but like you know like this uh daughter got her dad present and it was something that he did not expect at all uh he was it was like i think the one that set me off the most was this daughter made a blanket made out of her um the daughter made a blanket for her dad made out of her mom's um tea towels uh blouses just anything that would be a reminder and watching the dad ball his eyes out yeah. caused me to ball my eyes out <laughs> um recently yeah. uh my mom so her dad passed away in 2020 um shortly before we went on lockdown i believe if i remember correctly but so it's been hard for her to go through his stuff well sure. um recently she had the strength to go through it and then my dad took my grandpa's shirts and turn them all into pillows. Gotcha. So I'm at Christmas Eve, my mom's house. It's around one thirty ish. And my mom has this bag and she's, she has these little like labels and on it talked about how, uh, this was made from one of my shirts. Love grandpa. I'm like, oh, I'm just bawling my eyes out. My kids are like, what's wrong? Is everything okay? And I'm like, that's just sad. And like yeah. and my daughter, she's the one that wants to fix it. She's like, well, what can I do? What can I make it to where you're not sad anymore? I'm like, yeah. this is the kind of sad that you can't just like get rid of. This is me missing my grandpa. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny that your daughter's like that. I, for, I'm a very logical person. So like, it's funny because there are moments where I'm wildly emotional and empathetic and things like that. But like when it comes to the majority of things, it's like, you know, if my wife comes to me with a problem, it's like, okay, well, did you try this? Did you try this? Did you try this? Right. I'm trying to fix the issue, which I think is a very male thing to try to do. Right. We try to provide, we try to protect, we try to solve for whatever the problem is. Um, but then there's just some things where it's just like, okay, you know, let me just curl up in a ball and cry for a little bit because you know, the emotional outpouring, um, is there. And I'm just sad. Yeah. Um, so for for me, overcoming anxiety and depression, well, yes, you can have all the steps in the world. It ta it does. The one thing that none of them mention is time. You have to learn to be uh, patient with your own self. Some people are just like, oh, well, I'm going to do this seminar and I'm going to have everything fixed in one sitting. Realize that's not how it yeah. works. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the other thing, too, and I um I'm not really sure what clued me into this and maybe it's, maybe it's like the personal training side of me and stuff too. But, um, you know, everybody's, everybody's different as people. And we've talked about this before on previous episodes with other things that we've, we've discussed other topics, but you know, we're a seminar about self-help and, you know, breathing techniques and, um, you know, how to mentally write yourself might work for you soaring for me. That might just be a load of bollocks. And I might feel like I wasted my time. That doesn't mean I should stop trying to work through my anxiety or my issues or trying something else. It just means that, you know, that puzzle piece didn't fit for me. So, you know, these kinds of things are highly individualized and even anxiety for you might render itself in a different way than it does for me. Right. So it's not always the same. There's no one universal fix or fit um, or even one universal symptom of some of the things that we experience. Yeah. Um we'll just get the the easiest one done out of the way. First of all, we are not a professional. We're not professionals in any, in any shape of the word. Um, like if you are struggling with anxiety or depression, definitely seek professional help. 
while yes, we can give you tips that might help you, it doesn't always, it doesn't help everybody and it might not exactly help you either. Um, so while we can be a vessel to you to be more comfortable with being open to somebody else about your problems, we are not the end all be all. And I don't want you to think that we are. Um, we are just two guys being vulnerable, trying to give you tips and tricks that might help you. Um, but like I said, number one, seek professional help because they're the ones specifically and tailored, like they are tailored to this issue. Um, do your research. I'm sure I can probably come up with a couple online tools that might help you. I know better help. Um, despite their early controversy, they have done significantly better. Um, better help is a good resource for that. Uh, there's other online therapists that can help you if you don't feel comfortable going to a physical location. Um, but like I said, we are not professionals. So definitely seek professional help if able. Yeah. Uh Cause boy, do I need it. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, I'm always, I've always been an advocate for professional help, right? Like I, um, I can only speak from my experience to people and what has worked for me. Um, but much like medical doctors, like physical medical doctors, I will avoid professional help for, you know, therapy, things like that. And I haven't quite figured out why yet, why I'm so averse to those kinds of things. Um, but I still make sure that I advocate others to do <laughs> to do as I say, not as I do, even though it's like a terrible, terrible thing to do. Cause I like to prefer, I prefer to lead by example. Um, you know, definitely would recommend seeing somebody who is professionally trained in those kinds of things, because, you know, again, I can only speak from the experiences that I've had. Yeah. And don't think that by seeing professional help that you are in any way belittling yourself. Um, they're, they're, they're there for a reason. Like you don't go to a doctor just willy nilly. You go there because you you're hurting. You have a pain. Yeah. You broke something, or just something internally is wrong. But you know, it's just, you know, just like your body, you go to a regular doctor. You still got to go to one for your brain too. Yeah. Um, it is not an admission of failure. Yeah. Actually, I think it's the opposite. By seeking professional help, you are making yourself better for not just yeah, yourself, but for your loved ones too. Yeah, it's more of a, it's really more a reflection of strength, right? You're committing to trying to work through whatever you're experiencing. Um, and not to say that there are other things that you can't do, which we'll talk about a little bit in this episode, but that professional help has to be a resource or an outlet for you, um, you know, before anything else. Yeah, don't don't ever look at it as a last resort. Because um, what, I'll, what I'll tell you is if you seek professional help, they're going to try and get to the bottom of the problem get to why you are feeling the way that you're feeling. And then they'll give you coping mechanisms or little things that you can do to, you know, like, uh, like I know my dad, he suffers from PTSD. Um, his trigger is inferiority. When he feels like he's inferior in a situation, he will buckle down. He will shut down. And, um, but by seeking help, he's found little coping mechanisms that he can do. He's got words of affirmation that he could tell himself while he's feeling yeah. inferior. Um, he's got, you know, I think my son, he's got autism. Um, he, you know, when he starts to get riled up, he's got coping mechanisms to use. Count, you know, one to ten. Slowly use deep breaths. You know, right. the professional help, they're going to give you all of those tools so that when you aren't with them, you can cope with what you have. 
Um, and like Tyr said, it's it's an admission of strength, not failure that you're seeing, seeking help. All right, so next after professional help is to kind of learn from your condition. Uh, so by educating yourself about anxiety or depression, you can kind of understand the symptoms that you have because everyone's going to be different um, and what you uh, what may be causing it. Um, it can also help you feel more control and empowered to manage your condition. So I usually don't like going to WebMD, but they are a resource to kind of break down the symptoms of both your anxiety and your depression. Write it down. Kind of like, I don't know, think about it for a couple of days. Like, hey, do I have this symptom? Do I have this one? And then with, you know, when added with your professional help, they will help you learn from your from it. And then that will help you tailor your coping mechanisms. Yeah, I think um, you mentioned WebMD and I think people, there's, they're automatically adverse to something like that because, you know, oh, I've got a headache. Okay, you've got cancer, <laughs> right? Um, which isn't true. You have to be careful about not self-diagnosing, you know, but um, if you're able to at least kind of understand what you're feeling and then educate yourself through some of those resources where you don't necessarily have to go to a doctor right away, um, you can better understand what you're experiencing you know, and what does, what does this look like? Do I have depression? Am I clinically, you know, or am I a major, have a major depressive episode coming on? You know, how do you recognize those things about yourself? Um, and maybe understand some of the triggers that um, cause those episodes, you know, before you step in and seek, seek, seek professional help. Yeah. Um, like we said, everybody's different. So everyone's uh, conditions are going to be triggered differently. Uh, like I said, my dad, his he's got PTSD, but his is inferiority. I know other people that are triggered by loud noises like fireworks. Um, there's other people that, well, I'm trying to remember what exactly it was. Um, but when there's another trigger, I know especially works like it, it afflicts people that have been in the military. But like when you're thrust into a position of authority, you can also get triggered that way, too, because maybe you were, okay. you know, boot camp and you're constantly being screamed at by your superiors, but then you're put in that position of a superiority and then you feel like you have to be that same way. And so some people can get triggered that way too. Um, Depression and anxiety also has their own unique triggers. Um, I get with my anxiety starts to trigger when I know that I have a big event planned, let's say like new year's, new year's Eve or Christmas Eve, like in my family's case where you know, we make wontons for Christmas Eve. Like we get up early okay. in the morning, we wrap wontons. We have three different types. Um, and then right around like 4.30, I have to start getting ready to fry them all. And I get anxiety. I like frying it because then I can be away from everybody. I have my little bit of solace there. But if I'm having to constantly run back and forth to fix the trip to breaker, because, right. you know, I'm trying to use an air fryer and a fry daddy at the same time. And yeah me soaring no no electronics <laughs> <laughs> so i'm running downstairs to flip the circuit breaker you know yeah. i started to feel a little anxious because i started to see people start to come in and they're waiting sure. for the food i'm like Ugh. yeah like i know last year was the worst no not last year it was 2019 we had like 30 people here it was ridiculous Oof. but That's a lot of people got the wontons done but my anxiety was through the roof um, and this is yeah. before I was streaming, so I didn't have the cool setup. I just had a <laughs> laptop or something. Um, yeah. So, you know, all of our triggers are going to be differently. 
best thing we can do is figure out what our triggers are so that we know how to start using our coping mechanisms to advert those moments where you might have an episode. Uh, some people break down, some people um, get hysterical. Not saying that, you know, how you react is wrong, but sometimes they might not be socially um, acceptable. So, yeah, uh, that makes me think of. So I mentioned earlier, like social anxiety. So my, for me, I like to have a plan. I'm very structured. Um, my wife and I use a, use a calendar um, that we share. And so like if she has an event coming up or if she's planning on people coming over or um, anything, basically, we're going to go out to the movies. She'll drop it on the calendar. I see it. And as silly as it sounds, it gives me the time to like mentally prepare for whatever it is that's going to happen. Um, and for me, that's important. And sometimes she, 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 you know, things plans change obviously, or she doesn't recognize that that's important to me. And so if something comes up, I have to be careful because I become, I don't say mean, but I'm very short and stern with her much more than I normally would be. So if something comes up and, you know, all of a sudden she says, oh, hey, we have people coming over. I forgot to put it on the calendar or whatever. We're having dinner tonight. <clears throat> um, I have to be careful that I don't treat her poorly. You know, it's never, a, you know, do I, well, why didn't you put it on the calendar or argue or whatever? So, you know, I, I will cope by breathing, trying to get through it, understanding who's coming, when they're coming. Um, you know, it ties into my body dysmorphia a little bit, too, because I want to make sure I physically I'm prepared for whoever's coming over. Um, you know, yeah. do, am I comfortable with them? You know, have, have I met them before? It's really weird how it all ties together for me. But um, for me, it's really about slowing down and breathing. That really helps me a lot. And then making sure that I don't take that anxiety out on, on my wife because then that's a strained relationship or, um, you know, she doesn't really deserve to be tra treated that way. Yeah. Um... All right. So next would be, okay. So this is the one that I'm the worst at. Um, it's practicing self-care, uh, taking care of yourself, both physically and emotionally well-being can help reduce some of the symptoms of anxiety and depression. Um, this can include things like just getting enough sleep, having a healthy diet and just engaging in regular exercise and physical activity. Um, one, I'm not currently exercising. My activity level is pretty low unless you count work. Um, I eat like shit and I very rarely get enough sleep. I think I average about seven to six hours, give or take. Yeah. So that's definitely one that I need to work on. I know, um, me and the wife agreed, uh, well, we kind of cheated a little bit, but to starting today, we are not drinking any more pop, uh, no more soda. Good. Um, the wife might have coffee. I know I need to wean myself off of the energy drinks. Because I yeah. rely heavily on those, so I'm gonna gradually start weaning myself off. Um, but just we're just trying to make sure we eat healthier, make sure that we're making healthy choices because we want to live to see our kids grow. And yeah, um, but that also ties into our anxiety and our depression. I know I'm sure um, some of the self care kind of attributes to your body dysmorphia. Um, for me, I don't I don't have body dysmorphia. Um, I think I look banger all the time. <laughs> my wife just snickered in the background but um <laughs> actually that was one of the things i used to struggle with i used to struggle with how i looked i was very vain growing up as a teenager yeah. um i worked out enough to where i had six-pack abs and then i didn't realize oh you have to work out continuously to maintain that 
<laughs> you so, don't just get them and they just stay there. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I thought I'm an NPC. I can just like put on a suit <laughs> and it just stays like that. It's yeah, like, no, absolutely. That is not the case. Um, yeah. So for this particular one does not really affect my, it affects a little bit my depression when I don't get enough sleep, um, but it doesn't trigger my anxiety any, but it's something you should overall just do anyways. Um, I mean, just being healthier leads to a better life. Yeah. Just in general. Um, yeah. But I would say follow this one and in accordance of like what makes you feel comfortable, like a healthy diet, like, yes, that's a broad statement, but like that needs to be tailored to you. Um, right. If you're a person that prefers to be a little bit heavier set, you know, eat, eat healthier things, but you could still maintain that. Like I'm, you know, I'm not going to fat shame anybody like, you live your life, right? Um, but maybe make smaller choices to make yourself healthier. So instead right. of just drinking pop, maybe maybe add in a couple bottled waters. You can drink a liquid death. It looks like you're drinking an energy drink, but it's you know it's water. It's spring water. Yeah, um, and it's metal. Just you know, make small choices to make yourself healthier in in a sense. I um, mean, some of this that we listed. Um, I know that physical activity and exercise helps um, increase the endorphins in your brain. Um, kind of like when you get an achievement on a video game, it releases that dopamine. Exercising also does the same thing. Um, getting enough sleep. Um, what people don't realize is that sleep is how the main way that our body heals. Um, so if we're not getting enough sleep, then you're essentially you're just telling your body, heal when you can. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's why they recommend at least eight hours. That gives your body enough time to uh, get into a position where your body can start to heal itself. You, I know when you're sleeping, your your breathing slows down, your heart rate slows down significantly. It's just allowing your body to like to work on the things that are not right. Um, so by making sure you get enough sleep, you're making sure that your body's healthier. Eat a healthier diet. Make sure that. Um, just just treat yourself better. <laughs> I know sometimes yeah. people uh, take um, for granted their bodies. They think that, oh, you know, I'll get better next year. And then this is the time to get your body right. Because um, yeah. they have more, it has more effects on your whole overall psyche than people understand. Um, yeah, and not just physically, like you said, mentally too. Sleeping is helping your brain kind of wind down, right? And I know some folks have weird dreams and everything else that happens when they sleep. Um, but mentally, your 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 brain is also trying to release some of that tension and stress and anxiety. So it's another reason why sleep is important. Um, and for me, the physical aspect, right? Like I go to the gym every day. Um, it becomes therapeutic for me. Not only am I physically improving, but um, it allows me to think through the night, the day, whatever the case may be. Uh, it becomes kind of a a healing meth method for me. Um, it, it also combat helps me combat my my body dysmorphia, right? Because um, I'll admit, like eating wise, I don't do the greatest. Uh, I spend a lot of time eating quick meals, which aren't always the healthiest, you know, they're microwavable or whatever, just for the convenience of it all. Um, and so, you know, it helps me combat and stave off some of those health issues I probably would be experiencing if I didn't um, spend that time in the gym. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
But like we said, just do the small things that you can for your body type and just how you want to generally live your life. Um, like we're not telling you just you got to go to the gym. You got to you got to do this. You got to do that. Just like make small steps to improve your, your lifestyle because a lot of these will then go into your anxiety and depression. If you're eating healthier, then you're not going to feel depressed because you don't look the way you want to look. But you don't have to like go to the gym 24-7. Just little baby steps here and there. Uh, the next one is the one I typically use when I'm feeling super stressed about things is find ways to relax. Um, that could, you know, not even reading off what I have listed, but like for me, if I have a really bad day, guess what? I'll tell the wife, I'm going to come home. I'm going to blow something up. Usually what that means, I'll pull up uh, like Grand Theft Auto or sure. Overwatch or just something that I can like put all of that stress onto somebody else yeah. or a digital outlet. Uh, sometimes that's art, like uh tears yeah. seen some of my art like i just you know i just doodle sometimes i yeah like his shirt design <laughs> um sometimes i'm just really stressed i just come home grab the ipad open up procreate i just doodle something i yeah. find a reference photo that i want to try i like i want to get better at doing like muscle definition on a character sure yeah. um so i'll pull up a reference uh, i think the last reference i used was uh uh schwarzenegger back oh, in the, okay. the the glory days yeah, in the golden era. Yeah, I was trying to come up with like a trying to morph uh, old school Schwarzenegger with a uh, crap. What's his name from uh, Seven Deadly Sins? He's the son. Crap, I can't remember his name. Oh, he's all... S... <sighs> What's his name? It's really an E. The guy that transforms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got the really scrawny form, and S... then he's like, yep. yeah. Is it, is it Escobar? Sort of... Yeah, some, something I want to like see like this. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, but he's a super cool character because like, yeah. When he's in his like muscular form, he is super cocky. Oh and yeah, I just love it. Uh, <laughs> it's like the, it's like the opposite of All Might because All Might, while in his big form, he's still humble. Yeah. But then this guy from Seven Deadly Sins, he's like, no, 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 no. I have the es power of the sun in my Escanor. hand. Escanor. That's what it is. Escanor. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I got the power of the sun in my hand, and you're gonna feel it. <laughs> I hope you brought your aloe. Right. Um, but yeah, just find ways to relax. Uh, just, you know, whether it's, it's uh, stressing and anxiety have a tendency to worsen our symptoms. Yeah. Um, so we just need to find ways either by deep breathing, uh, meditation, yoga, uh, can go back to the physical activity. Exercising can mm -hmm. also do that too. Yeah. Um, just find small things you can do that will um, just cause you to relax. And like I said, that's different for everybody. Mine yeah. is playing a video game or yeah. doing art. Another person could be painting, uh, sure. writing poems, you know, just any and all small things you can do to just bring your stress level down. Um, these can also tie into your coping mechanisms too. Yeah. I was going to mention napping, you know, napping sometimes is, is great. You know, even if it's just a power nap of 15, 20, 30 minute nap, um, I think the other thing that's really important about this one is just kind of recognizing um, the recognition of the stress, right? For, for like, for me, this is a really great one to talk about because like work stress, usually when I get home, you know, I'm decompressing from the day and I swear the building that I work in is like on a burial ground somehow and cursed because just the wildest stuff will happen. Um, and usually it comes on me and my team to have to uh, address it in some manner, shape or form. Um, so, you know, getting home after a very stressful day, you got to find ways to decompress. Obviously, 
Drinking is not the best idea, uh, even though I have a drink right over here. Um, you have to be careful, right? Things in moderation. You have to be careful about what that means to you. Maybe that's not smart. Maybe you have a history of, of um, alcohol abuse. So you want to avoid things like that. But um, working out is great. Naps, artistic um, outlets, um, video games. You know, maybe it's music. Maybe it's singing. Maybe it's having a conversation with a significant other, somebody you care about, and just like kind of letting it off your shoulders. Um, that one is important to recognize because if you keep continue to let it build up, um, you know, any of these things could be that way, but the, the work stress, because you're there so often, um, you know, can lead to a breakdown. So that one is important to recognize in yourself and find ways to get that kind of that stress out. Yeah. And stress isn't just from work. It can be from a lot of other different things too. Like if you're just crappy when it comes to finances, any and all money you spend, you realize, oh crap, I have a bill coming out soon. And then your stress starts to build up. Mm -hmm. So while finding ways to relax in that regard might not be the best use of your time, um, sure. just overall, just trying to find little and small outlets that you can do that are not a detriment to yourself. Mind you, if you have an, if you have a history of alcoholism, I wouldn't recommend drinking, but, but, not? but if you don't have the, if you're not a risk of that, you can do that, but you got to set hard limits for yourself. Okay. I need to relax. I'm going to, you know, you might smoke a cigar. You might drink, you know, just one glass of bourbon or however weight it is. Just set yeah. a hard limit for yourself, too, because too much relaxation could also lead to, um, you know, could lead to uh, a life of sedentary living. Um, if you don't, if you're not active, you're not moving, that can lead to bodily harm for yourself. Um, just know what's right for your body and learn to fine tune all of these things that we're telling you to work best for you. Um, and like I said, at the very beginning, we are not professionals. <laughs> A lot of uh, professional. Somehow balancing the line between horny and wholesome. Till Mjolnir fosters a community of honesty, acceptance, and fun. With a heavy focus on story and community interaction, Tyr connects with his viewers, and together they enjoy time together where maybe just for a little while they can forget their troubles. Every time you hear a noise, it'll remind you of that time you sucked farts out of Terry's dad's ass. That's some kind of <laughs> um, thing with your skin. Yes, lovers? I gotta pee! How am I gonna pee in this thing? Should have checked their pro. And uh, you will not regret being in his channel. It's super fun. Thanks. Back to the show. No. <laughs> While Twitter right now is currently a dumpster fire, um, connect with others. Um, social media is not the best place to be doing that just because you kind of create yourself your own echo chamber. And it's not the best when it comes to positive thinking. Um, but learn to... Learn to connect with friends. So like in Tears case, I know he's created a, an amazing community. Um, and I'm sure he can reach out to any one of them if you're struggling. And I'm sure they also do the same thing for him. But learn to connect with others, uh, friends, family, a support group in his case would be his community um, to uh, make yourself feel less isolated and then also provide a sense of community for yourself. Um, while yes, social media helps us connect in a sense, like I said, it also helps create an echo chamber of what how we think, and that doesn't always lead to um, the positive reinforcement that we're looking for. Yeah, you got to be careful with social media. And I think um, 
you know, there's a couple reasons why. One, just to your point, it's uh, especially with algorithms, right? It's very easy to, you know, you click a like here, you click a like there. Next thing you know, all you see is that content or that type of contact from that person, um, which to your point is just, you know, it's going to kind of repeat and, and probably not get you anywhere. The other thing is, too, depending on how much interaction you have with the folks that you find on things like social media, um, you know, you don't know how authentic those individuals really are. Um, and, you know, I've experienced that quite a few times and I'll just, you know, in Twitch, for example, um, where, you know, somebody's just not who they, who they appear to be on social media. And even when they're streaming or whatever, you know, behind closed doors are a totally different person. Um, but I think it can be a great tool just like anything else. Um, it requires a little more vetting than, you know, when, when you're face to face with someone, you can kind of see more of their interactions, their mannerisms. Um, in my, in my opinion, there's an energy there that you get to sense as well. Um, so it's easier to kind of get a read on someone versus social media. So that's something, but I think it's important too, that as you talk about who's around you, you know, um, and we'll talk, you know, even self-talk, right. Be careful about what people talk about when they're around you too. So if you've got folks around you who are just constantly negative and they're always, um, woe is me and they never want to do anything about it, you know, you probably need to reconsider who's around you. Um, you know, you want to be able to elevate the people that are around you, help them um, succeed in their goals, keep them positive. Um, and it can be very difficult to do that and then also lift yourself up. Right. So you want to kind of have those people around you who will also encourage you when you're down. Um, and that takes a lot more work than I think people might realize. Yeah, I've, I've been in that situation where I thought I knew somebody in the community I was building and they ended up being the exact opposite. Um, so I try and not be on social media. I don't, I don't know if people pay attention to my, my Twitter, but I, unless I'm promoting something that I'm currently working on, I very rarely post. I might post here yeah. and there. Uh, I think I do like three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Hey, it's Monday. Yeah. Focus on your goals. You know, try to be on positivity, but also like, sure. you know, if you've got things to work for, work towards them. Yeah. Uh, don't just be bitching about Monday because it's Monday. Like, you know, right. still got a full day you can do something <clears throat> sure um but i try and and i know i need to spend less time on tiktok because i don't make content there i just scroll oh, um man. i will admit yesterday i spent the majority of my day on tiktok i was just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling i i don't know how and because i'm usually pretty good about like managing my time on social media even though i spend i still feel like i spend too much time on socials but TikTok, for whatever reason, I can doom scroll forever. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if it's because the content is so tailored to me, uh, like they do such a good job, or what it is about it. The short form content, that's, that, I don't know. But to your point, I could lose hours, so I'm really careful about being on TikTok. Yeah, because unfortunately, it doesn't even, it doesn't feel like a whole lot of time has passed when you watch a video. Because some no. videos are, you know, 15 seconds, some of them are 30 seconds. Maybe uh, that's no, it. Uh, other people they have like a minute long videos and then I was watching this one guy I can't remember his name I'll have to look it up but um, so I know this is completely off topic but this kind of goes to my point is like I've been doing a lot of research about religion as a in a case like talking about mistranslations and that started to translate into TikTok because now I of found course. a creator that is like hey by the way this Bible verse is wrong because this translation does not, you know, coincide anything to this. He's like, I know because I got my doctorate in that. Yeah. And so 
I literally just scrolled and I watched probably 15 plus of his videos yesterday to the point where my, yeah. my phone was at like 30%. <laughs> um, anyways, I digress. Social media, while it is a tool, needs to be done in moderation. Um, because yeah. if you don't set hard limits for yourself, you end up scrolling all day and then you hate yourself because you've missed out the whole day. You could have been doing something. Um, uh, yeah. And then also like, yes, it can be good to build a community, but it like to tears point, the algorithm, it learns so much about you in such little time that it will send you tailored content. And then it feels like, Oh, well, I'm building a community. I'm building a community, but really all you're doing is just filtering yourself through bots and yeah. you end up, you're more alone than anybody because any post, Oh yeah, I'm gonna get like, you know, I've been connected with these people. I'm going to get such and such amount of likes and you get two likes. Yeah. One of them is your, uh, one of them is a friend of yours and the other one's your wife or, or husband or whatever the case may be. Um, don't live your life through social media, find actual connections. They can be Twitch communities. Like I'm sure Tears can can tell you I've had, I've made friends through, uh, Twitch. It's amazing. Um, They've let, you know, I got hangry Raptor tier. I need to talk more with Bama. Um, but like I've made quality friends through online communities, but because of spending time with those communities, I've been able to vet them. And they've also came into the podcast and like, I got to know even more about them. Um, so connect with friends, connect with family, connect with people online. Um, do your diligence to vet them so that they are appropriate for, for you. Cause you don't want to have somebody in your circle that can trigger you. Uh, you don't want somebody that you thought was a friend, but then ends up shaming you for, you know, you being vulnerable to them. Um, I know it's hard to do, um, but it'll be worth it in the end by vetting them and making sure that they are a, um, they are not a hindrance or burden to your growth but actually someone that's willing to challenge you to be better. Cause those are yeah. the best kind of friends when they call you on your bullshit and tell you, Hey, you could be doing so much better. I see potential yeah. in you. You can do better. Let's work on it. Um, yeah. You got to set those boundaries too. I've noticed that a lot lately, just through my own experience and just some of the things I've seen other people experience that's your boundaries. And if that's your boundary, that's your boundary. Yeah. And it's up to you to enforce them. And if that sometimes means if someone cannot respect your boundary, you need to put them in their place, whether that's blocking, whether that's having that difficult conversation. Um, that's important because that's your space, right? That's yeah. that's allowing someone to walk over those boundaries and validates you. And it also is going to increase your anxiety, your stress, you know, whatever else you're dealing with. So um I personally am somebody who usually is very, very open. So it's tough for me to set boundaries because usually it's really difficult to upset me or um, whatever the case may be. But, you know, even myself have experienced that lately where it's like, listen, I, this is the way that it is. And if you're hurting me or the people that are around me, then you got to go. So, yeah. Uh, So to the next point is practice positive thinking. Uh, We are all played with negative, negative thoughts, um, whether that be, you know, like, our last point social media um something doesn't hit like you think it's going to and it creates that negative uh thought process um what we mean by practicing positive thinking is that i guess let's see how would how would be the best way to phrase it um 
instead of thinking negative about something, think of challenges that you can do for yourself that will make you improve. So instead of, oh, that uh, this art project didn't go off the way I wanted to, I didn't get a good grade on it. Instead of beating yourself up because you didn't do well on it, take the criticism that your teacher gave you, create positive challenges that you can give for yourself and learn to improve from that. Um, if you if you are able to find a way to spin your negative connotation on something, you'll be so much better for it because uh, one, you're taking the negativity out of the situation. You're not looking at it as a negative, you're looking at it as a growth tool. Um, in other cases, like if you're losing weight, I didn't lose the weight that I wanted to lose. Well, break it down. Look at, you know, did you have one too many cheat meals? Could be a point. Could be maybe you're not pushing yourself when it comes to working out. You got comfortable at going at a certain pace for cardio and you're not pushing your heart the way it should be that burns more calories. Um, so instead of looking at it negatively, you're now putting a positive pin, a spin on it to grow yourself. Um, it can look very different for different people, but just like any negative thought you have in your head, find a way to positively spin it and you'll find growth in that. That's what I yeah, do I think, in my art. Yeah. I think it's important to not going into it with a negative mindset, right? So you're going to be more likely to fail if you go into whatever it is that you're doing, thinking that it's never going to be good or you're not going to hit that goal. Um, and to your point, dissecting it and doing a post-mortem kind of afterwards if you do fail right um and we've talked about this too in previous kind of previous goal setting episodes and things like that um why did it fail what can you learn from it uh, you've mentioned your um you know what does fail stand for your first attempt in learning mm -hmm. um so those kinds of things that you go into is like you never really fail you might get an f whatever but if you take the time to dissect and understand the situation and maybe it's right away, if you can handle that, maybe you need to take a little time away from the situation, figure out what went well, what didn't go well, what could you have done to improve? You know, what was the situation that you were experiencing? And, you know, if you were to experience in the future, what would you do differently to be successful or, you know, to feel successful to you? Yeah. A uh, quote comes to mind um, when asking uh, Thomas Edison when he made the light bulb. They made mention of how many times that he's he's attempted it. I think it was 10,000 times. And they're like, well, how come it took you 10,000 times to do it? He says, well, I learned 900, like 9,999 ways not to build a light bulb. Right. Um, he could have easily said, well, you know, this attempt, I learned this and this attempt, I learned this. You know, he could have broke down, broke down every single one from a negative point of view. But instead, he looked at it as like, well, I mean we're all going to fail. I just learned, you know, 9,000 plus ways how to fail, but that led right. to the one success that ends up being a light bulb at every, so every single person's house. Yeah. Um, you know, failure is hard and I know our brains have a, have a really bad habit of holding on to those negative thoughts when it comes to it. Uh, you know, it looks like doubt for some people it looks, it can completely debilitate others. Um, it's unfortunate because society has told us that failure is not an option. And unfortunately it is an option. It's just no one, no one takes it. Um, Elon Musk, I'm sure he's had his group of failures, but we only talk about the successes he's made. Well, unless of course it's talking about losing $200 billion because he bought Twitter. Like, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, 
you win some, you lose some. <laughs> yeah, you win some, you lose some, and some lose more than others. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think he's lost more money in one transaction than Oliver make in 50 plus lifetimes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, but you just have to learn to look at the bright side of things. Um, if we always look at things through a negative connotation, we're just going to be Debbie Downers. We're always going to look at the bad things that happened. Woe is me. Instead of, you know, what could I have done better? Um, what steps can I take to improve? Yeah, if you think about the law, the law of attraction and stuff too, you know, if you're positive, positive things will happen. You'll surround yourself with positive people. Um, you know, if you're negative, the opposite will happen, right? You, negative things, bad things will happen. You'll have people that also want to be negative come hang out with you. And then it's just kind of a, a vicious cycle. Yeah. But even if we are just positive, we need to understand that failure is still going to happen along our way. We just need to learn to better identify it, better to break it down into digestible snippets and then learn from that. Um, Cause like I post positivity on Twitter all the time, but I still get DMS of negativity. People like you are all your fake, you're fake. You're all you do is post negative, you know, positive things, but you never talk about the negative. It's like, well, cause I, you know, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I could tell, I can show you my bank account. It's not the greatest, you know, it's negative in my, my sense, but <laughs> I ain't gonna, um, I'm not going to air that because in my point of view, that doesn't benefit anybody by posting all that. If they want to, yeah. if they want to actually see the negativity that I face, they're more than welcome to DM me about it. And I have no problem with, with telling them it's just for my timeline. I want to put positive in the world because that's what I want to get out of the world. Sure. Yeah. I think positive, but realistic, right? Yeah. You want to make sure that you um, are realist about it. And in some situations it'll be an uphill battle, but even in those times, you want to make sure that you are focusing on the good you can do, the learnings, the, the ways that you're moving forward. Um, so that you can, so you can reach those goals. Yeah. Uh, and the last, the last step is, uh, make changes in your life. Um, make changes to your lifestyle and environment. that can help reduce some of those symptoms of anxiety and depression. This include, uh, things like, um, setting healthy boundaries, finding healthy ways to cope, uh, with your difficult emotions. Um, it could be getting rid of people in your life that are triggering all those things. Um, Making changes in your life could be big or small, but anything that is a benefit to yourself is going to, you know, go vast in your life. Um, I know it's hard to cut people out of your life because they are a constant trigger to your anxiety or depression. Um, I know I've had people in my life that are like that. Unfortunately, I'm, I can't really cut them out as easily as I would like to. Um, but I learned to live with them. So even if you can't cut them out of your life, you learn to maybe, maybe you don't go to their house all the time. Maybe you only handle them on the holidays or just small snippets. Um, making those changes are different for everybody. Um, but if you, if you can find ways to do that, then do it. If you're a 30 plus year old person and stuffies or plushies make you feel comfortable, get plushies, get stuffies. Like I can look, I can show you my room. I have, I, you probably can't see it, but I have Pokemon plushies down here. I have even more Pokemon plushies up here. Oh wait, I have even more Pokemon plushies right there. 
Uh, not to mention all of the Funko Pops and all the little knickknacks here and there. I have things in my room that give me comfort. Um, and this is my happy place. And yeah. you can't see it in the camera, but just above the, the brown rack where you see all the Funko Pops, all my Gundams are up yeah. there. Uh, you know, every single bit in this room both gives me and my wife comfort. Um, and that's how we deal with it. Sometimes if we're yeah. stressed out and we're upstairs, we're having dinner and we're just like bogged down with stress, anxiety, depression. We come down here because this is our room. This is our safe place. This is where we feel comfortable. Um, I know for a bit we were, we were, so we were going through a diagnosis with my wife. We thought she had MS. Now the doctor has told us otherwise. They think they don't think that's what it is. So she's on a new medicine to kind of, you know, maybe dial in to figure out what exactly is going on. Um, so we were upstairs and guess what? We didn't have any of the stuff with us and we were constantly bogged down because we didn't have our comforts with us. Um, yeah. I know I took our PC upstairs. I had a TV up in our room so my wife can still play overwatch with her friends. Yeah. Um, but I did not feel comfortable in that room. Even if I brought a couple stuff in it, it didn't feel comfortable for me because it wasn't my room. Yeah. So make changes in your life, find ways to, to give yourself some creature comforts that you can look forward to after a long day, like a room of comfort, like what I got. Um, just any small thing that you can do will go forward hundred percent better for you. Um, I know it's hard. Change is the hardest thing that anybody can do in their life. Um, I, I'll tell you, I'm not one for change. I hate it. I will fight it tooth and nail. I drove a school bus making X amount of dollars and we were losing money every single week that I got paid. It, it was not a good situation, but I got comfortable there because I liked working with the kids. I liked driving a school bus, but I did step out of that comfort. I got rid of the toxic cause it was starting to get toxic at, you know, you would think school buses are pretty chill. No, they're all toxic. I will tell you they had no problem with writing kids up for stupid little things here and there. I left. I was the only bus driver that did not. I, I had one write up and that was only cause there was a fight on the bus. But if there was no fight on it, I would have been the only bus driver that year that had no write ups because I took the time to actually listen to what the kids needed. Um, they're just there for a paycheck. I was there for the kids. And unfortunately I needed to be there for a paycheck because yeah. my family couldn't survive otherwise. So that's why I left. I had to make a change and guess what? Change sucks, but I did it and we're living much better now. I'm yeah. making more money. I'm working better hours. You know, it could be a lot worse. Yeah. Well, you, na you nailed a couple things. I think one of the ones that, um, was really important is just that safe space, right? Um, it's, it can be really tough to mentally decompress or mentally just even gather your thoughts if you don't have some place where you feel comfortable, where you feel like you can um, be yourself or um, just kind of just breathe because sometimes it just feels like somebody's sitting on your chest. So having that safe space is really important. And if it's if it's plushies, if it's um, music or, you know, whatever it is, lights, um, all that stuff is, is okay, absolutely OK to have that. Um, if it creates that space for you where you can be yourself, decompress, be comfortable. Um, yeah, for me, it's my stream room. So I've got all my stuff here. Um, you know, my altars back here. I've got some pl plenty of plushies and figures and all kinds of stuff and lights. And if it's got RGB, it's for me. It's a little, that's the way that I go. Right. So, um, 
And then you mentioned change and change is hard. Um, just biologically at the biological level, humans, um, the human body prefers homeostasis, which is just that, you know, it's going to get used to whatever the situation is, its environment. Um, and so anytime you change the environment, just bio at the biological level, you're going to resist it, whether that's physically, whether that's mentally. So that's why it's easy for people to get comfortable and just stay in that comfort zone. And that's why they don't go for the promotion or they're afraid to go for the promotion or they're afraid to change jobs or move out of state or move out of the house. Like that's all just hardwired into you. Um, and for some, it's much more difficult than others. So recognizing that you need to make a change if you're in an environment that is not healthy for you and that leads to that anxiety, that depression. Um, if it's a relationship, a relationship, whether it's, you know, it's, it's just a physical place that you're at um, can be really difficult, but it's really important that you figure out if that's one of the causes and work towards improving that situation. Yeah. So this whole list was just, a, it's just small things that you can do that will help kind of help alleviate and help you overcome your anxiety and your depression. Now we're not saying that every step is going to help you. Um, you might have to cherry pick it so that it works best for you. Um, first and foremost, if you need help, find a professional. Um, well, yes, this can be an outlet for you to find, um, a little bit of solace in guys that are just like you. Um, we are not professionals. We can't, we can't professionally help you. We can't prescribe medicines. We can't do any of that. All we can do is just talk about how we deal with things, come up with a list um, that we found online that goes along with how we would handle things. Um, but we can't, we can't professionally help you. Uh, so I will leave links to um, some online resources that you might use in the description, um, as well as any other links for our socials, um, our uh, merch store and also the blog site where I'll have a transcription of this website. Um, not every episode is going to feel like a downer. Not every episode is going to feel like it's uplifting. Sometimes they're just going to be kind of in the middle and that's how this episode was. Um, like we said at the very beginning, it's important that everyone, um, everyone knows that they're different. Not everyone is, you know, built the same. Um, like I tell my kids, every single person is 100% uniquely them. Um, my circumstances are not going to be the same as tears and vice versa. Um, what makes me soaring is all of is a culmination of, of my online life, my, I, my uh, real life, and my childhood growing up leading me to this point. So, you know... If you believe in the multiverse, I'm sure there's a different version of me that's completely different because I made different choices. Um, but I am who I am because of the choices I've made up to this point. And I can only speak to my experiences because I can only speak for me. And such as Tyr can only speak for themselves. Um, everyone is different. So what might work for one person might not work for another. And that's okay because there's plenty of resources that we can use to find the things that work for us. Um, another thing is learn to be patient with yourself. You can't fix it all in one day. Um, you can only take it as, you know, I know some people, they struggle and they want to go zero to a hundred, but you got to realize you can't go zero to a hundred unless you can go zero to five, zero to 10. It's okay to take time. Um, because if you're patient with yourself, um, 
I find that you look, you end up becoming more comfortable with your current progress if you're comfortable with yourself and knowing that you can't go zero to a hundred. Because guess what? If you can, if you're going zero to a hundred, you're going to crash because you haven't learned that control to go that fast. So learn to be patient with yourself. Find the right um, group of people to connect with, whether that's an online community. Uh, that could be your family. It could be your close friends that you have in real life. Um, like, like we also said, learn to vet them so that when you're being vulnerable and open with them, that they don't take that against you. Um, it might take time to find that group of people, but you will find it. We know we, we will. Um, if you seek professional help, they're going to give you coping skills. Learn to use those coping skills. Um, I can tell you my son who's got autism, he has a hard time with using those coping skills and we have to constantly remind him to do so. And that's okay. Learn to use your coping strategies so that you can better learn how to understand, overcome your anxiety and depression, because the sooner you can do that, the better your life will be as a whole. Um, we love every single one of you. We hope the best for every single one of you. And like I said, we're going to have all of our links in the description. Um, and if this is your first, if this is your first ever episode, you didn't listen to our previous eight episodes that were published. Um, you might've listened to the state of the, the for, uh, we forge on, but if this is your first episode, I can't, I am so glad that you're here. Um, cause every single one of you that listens, um, is another person that we could potentially help. Um, even if it's just giving you small things that you can do to better your life. Um, any person that we can help is, you know, great in our books. Um, and we hope that we can be better. Um, so if you're listening to this on a podcast app, uh, definitely leave a review. Um, it could be zero, could be one, could be five stars. Doesn't matter. Um, just try and give us criticism so that we can learn to be better. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, definitely comment. Uh, we will try and answer every single one of you. Um, I'm happy you're here and look forward to making more episodes. Got anything to add to here? Oh, I appreciate all y'all. And uh, like Soaring said, um, our goal here is just to, to help one person, right? Um, the more people we can reach out to, even if it's just so you feel that um, there are other people out there experiencing the same thing that you are. Um, and that we've made it through. And even though we've made it through the worst of it, you know, we still have days where we, um, we got to remind ourselves why we're here and that's okay. Um, that's our goal is to, uh, get ourselves to the next day and hopefully, um, a brighter future. All right. So we're going to go ahead and call it for this episode. Uh, like we said, if you're watching this on YouTube or you listen to this on a podcast app, definitely leave a comment or a review. Um, any and all stars, just let us know how we can do better. Um, and we look forward to seeing you in the next one. And remember when life gets you down, stand tall and we forge on.